Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525. I'm Sebastian Gorka on America First. Let's get back to the show with Jennifer Horn. Thank you, Dr. G. I am Jennifer Horn. This is America First. Happy to be filling in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka. He's traveling today, but uh, how lucky am I? I was saying off the air that it sort of feels like dad's away and now we're having a house party because I'm going to welcome in to his program his lovely wife, the fantastic Katie Gorka is here. She's got a brand new book coming out. It's called Next Gen Marxism. She'll tell us about when that's going to be available, but you should check her out, katiegorka.org. And Katie, we are going to be cruising to Alaska together June 29th for the Patriots Alaska Cruise. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. If you have not cruised before, Alaska is absolutely an amazing cruise, probably the best one you'll ever be on. I know I've been there twice. The wildlife, the sea life, the incredible history of Alaska, it is absolutely majestic. And this is the best time of year to go. The days are long. The weather is the best it will be all year. And we get to go with a boat full of Patriots. I, I mean, Mike Gallagher... Sebastian Gorka, yours truly, Jennifer Horn, Katie Gorka, Chris DeGaul from our Salem affiliate in Philadelphia. Katie, this is going to be not only inspiring politically and intellectually, but you're going to be able to have an incredible time in Alaska. And I just have to say, it's going to be luxurious. I've had people ask me, what is the cruise line? And it's Holland America, which is really a beautiful cruise line. I've looked at the videos of the boat. I wanted to check out the gym. uh, And I was really (laughs) impressed. And I I actually read great reviews. I read a really great review of the boat. So I I just think it's going to be so fun and so exciting. Absolutely. And we want you to come with us. You got to get your deposit in. You can go online. You can see what the cabins look like. And to Katie's point, Holland America is a luxury five-star cruise line. They have all the best amenities. So go to PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com right now. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. I always talk lovingly about scenic cruising just to, to sit and feel that cold, crisp air and to see all the beautiful marine life and then watch these glaciers and listen to them as they crack and make this incredible sound. I mean, it is just absolutely stunning. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Special special group events for us each and every day, by the way, which makes this a once-in-a-lifetime trip. PatriotsAlaskaCruise.com. Now, Katie, we have, we have a big announcement, the two of us. Uh, you and I have developed quite the friendship, and uh, I have so much respect for what you're doing, and I talk about this all the time on my radio program in L.A., the fact that you are getting off the couch, and you have gotten yourself involved into politics. You are running for office. You are overseeing elections. Truly, I have so much respect for you. And we have come together, and I'm going to let you do the honors. We're, we've got a big announcement to make today. Oh, yeah. We we haven't told anybody yet. This is the no. first time we're saying it. So now, since you said some things about me, I just want to say about you, I think you are the greatest female broadcaster out there in America today. And I just want to say, and I, you know, 
normally I don't make the distinction between male and female because we're all human, but I am going to say it in this case because I think there are so few female broadcasters, and I think it's worth pointing that out. And I will also say I think there are so few female podcasters. So we came up with a beautiful idea, which is to do a podcast together. And um, we've, it's taken some time to put it together, but I am so excited because we're gonna launch in mid-March and it is called Happy Women, because that's what we are. Imagine we are that. happy women. <laughs> in, instead of miserable, sad, yucky women. <laughs> no, we are, we are happy women. Victims. Yes, that's right. Exactly. And we are. I think the goal of the podcast for me is to tell inspiring stories, right? To tell people's stories about how they're getting involved, how they're getting engaged with politics, but also to help you through what the muck of pop culture right now. Um, I think it is really hard for people to find movies that are inspiring or books that are fun. And I think a piece of this is to kind of talk about that as well, because as you know, when we influence culture, we influence the world. Okay, and I also want to say that I think we're going to also talk about things like clothes and making dinner because we all have to make dinner and we're all seeking inspiration. So it's all yes. those things that make our lives so rich as women. But yeah, I want to I want to say you and I especially, we love to highlight the stories of women who are really making a difference in their communities. And I think it's so helpful to hear those stories because it's inspiring, but it also helps us understand what works and what doesn't and how we're going to save this great country of ours. And by the way, men can be inspiring, too. They inspire us every day. So we're, oh, not, yeah. we're not excluding men, by the way, in this conversation. They will be definitely part of it. So when we set out for this podcast, and this is getting launched uh, through our partnership with Salem here in the next month or so, and more details to come on this program and, of course, on all of our platforms. But, Katie, what do you hope? When people listen, do you want them to laugh, to cry, to run away screaming? What do you want? I, more than anything, I want them to be touched. I feel that so much of what I hear in the radio, of course, not on this show, not on your show, but most of the time, what I see on TV, it has nothing to do with my life, right? I, I want to be able to talk to people about the things that matter to us and therefore matter mm -hmm. to them. I want them to be moved. And I think more than anything, I also want them to be encouraged that this fight is not lost. Our country is not lost. It may look like we're devolving into chaos, but the fight the fight that we're seeing is so impressive and so exciting, and I want to inspire more people to get yeah. engaged. Me too. Plus, I want people to not feel alone. You know, I think particularly for women, conservative women, I know, look, I live in California. I live in Los Angeles, not even a conservative pocket of, uh, of California. I've heard it all. And I've seen it all. And sometimes it feels a little isolating. And I always tell the radio audience that I am blessed to have every day on The Morning Answer that they become our families. And I think through this podcast, what I hope to do is to help people feel like they're not alone, that they have a friend in the fight. Because sometimes being conservative, sometimes um, you just even just without politics, sometimes people just feel isolated. And I hope that we can be that friend, that connection that really, that you know, the piece of uplifting, the uplifting part of someone's day. How about that? 
I love that. And I, I think it's especially important now because I think for many of us who are Republicans or who are conservatives, I know in places like Fairfax County, where I live in California, where you live, and we are we are greatly outnumbered by Democrats. I think yeah. a lot of us, you know, a lot of people tend to kind of hide their conservative identity because they, they're afraid they're going to get in trouble with their neighbors. And I just think the time for that is over. It's time to wear it proudly and be loud and speak out and not be afraid. We need to do that in all walks of life, whether that's electing people and many of us are going to be voting in the next couple of weeks or months. Some of us are voting today in the state of Michigan. I think we need to ask for that from our leaders. And I think we need to do that in our own lives, not being afraid to tell our stories, to tell people who we are, to speak our hearts and to speak our minds and our truths. And that's what I'm really hopeful for with our podcast. It's called Happy Women. And it's going to be just it's a fun new voyage to be on with you, Katie. I love it. I'm excited. Okay, so will you hang on the line? Because I also want to talk about your brand new book, which is coming out too. You've got this new book, Next Gen Marxism, what it is, how to combat it. I know it's not officially out on the market yet, but I thought we could talk a little bit about that because you are now heading to the bookshelves. So let's see how you got there. Let's go through that. Katie Gorka is with us. I want you to check out our website, katiegorka.org. You can search her out on Facebook as well at Catherine Gorka. I'm Jennifer Horan in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka today. And this is America First. Greetings, this is Dr. Sebastian Gorka from the Midas Gold Group War Room. The MAGA veterans at Midas point out that the Federal Reserve note does not belong to you. It belongs to the Federal Reserve Bank, while the federal debt doesn't belong to the Federal Reserve Bank. It belongs to you. This is your wake-up call to what the Midas Gold Group veterans believe the central bank and government are trying to do, a controlled demolition of our current system with a central bank digital currency to take complete and utter control of our transactional freedoms, a literal digital concentration camp replete with social sanctions. Protect yourself. Turn this wake-up call into a phone call and look into the opportunities that gold can provide you as a way to diversify your investments. Call veteran-owned Midas Gold Group today, 855-322-GOLD, or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 855-322-GOLD, or just go to MidasGoldGroup.com. Always faithful, Midas Gold Group, MAGA and proud of it. I'm Sebastian Gorka on America First. Let's get back to the show with Jennifer Horn. Thank you, Dr. G. Follow him right now at Seb Gorka on all the platforms, sebgorka.com, always where the show continues 24 hours a day. I'm Jennifer Horn filling in for Dr. G on America First and happy to be joined by my friend and, of course, Seb's wife, Katie Gorka, who's got a brand new book out called Next Gen Marxism, What It Is and How to Combat It. It's available now for pre-order on Amazon. I'm going to pre-order mine, and I hope you'll sign it next time we are together, Katie. I'm so proud of you for this book. Why did you decide to write it? What was that catalyst for you to jump into this one? Right. Well, actually, I have to give my my co-author, Mike Gonzalez from the Heritage Foundation, the credit for it, because we were having a conversation one day. He's written some great books about Black Lives Matter, about the, all the identity politics going on in our country. And he said to me one day, 
he was really good at describing the problem, but he wasn't good at coming up with a strategy to combat it. And I said to him, look, I've been married to Mr. Strategist for however many years, 20, 25 years at that point, I guess. And, and I said, I can do the strategy part. You know, I've been, I've been writing about this stuff for a long, long time. So we decided to collaborate, which was crazy fun. Um, it worked really well. We kind of tackled different things. And um, we but just both thought it was super important to, to do two things. One, to understand how have we gotten to this point, which I know baffles so many people, but you really can understand it if you break it down and kind of look at the progression. But the other thing was, and I think even more importantly for both of us was, what do you do about it? How do you right. fight them? How do we win our country back? And so that's where a big part of the focus is. You know, I think that's the important piece to all of this is that it's very not always easy to clearly define a problem that obviously takes talent. But how do we fix the problem, especially when we see that America, it does feel like it's in decline, the country that we we love it doesn't feel like it did when we were even growing up or maybe even just five or 10 years ago. It feels like we're getting progressively worse. So what do we do? So can you talk through a couple of the solutions without giving away any spoilers? Sure. Well, so I will say this, you know, one of the things we learned is that uh, the, the, what, the, what the left figured out is you have to organize, right? They figured out Marxism won't come about spontaneously. Workers don't want it because they know they do better under capitalism. So the only way that you're going to bring out Marxism or socialism is to organize. That's number sure. one. The second is, is to elevate their sense of grievance, elevate their sense of victimhood. So what does that mean for us? I think it means, first of all, we have to be just as organized. And this is a real challenge. You know, we talk about this a lot. I, I, part of the problem is conservatives, who happen to be largely Republicans, mm -hmm. we all think that the primary purpose of our life is to get down to the business of, you know, taking care of our families, running our businesses, living our lives as responsible citizens. It's not good enough anymore. We've got to do more to work together and mobilize and organize. And especially we've got to be able to reach Republicans who aren't voting. So I would say that's the most important thing is the organizational piece. Absolutely. And you know what? I can tell you in uh, once again, just going back to my experience living in California, it seems that Republicans are always playing catch up. Like we're constantly trying to figure out how we got outplayed and how we got here. And now maybe Donald Trump woke us up. Maybe we were waking up before that. But we realize what's going on. We know we're in this fight now. And so the first thing that I tell people when they say, how do we save a state like California that feels so far gone is that we have to start playing by the Democrats' rules. For instance, ballot harvesting. We have to organize ourselves. We have to collect ballots. I had a conversation on my program this morning with Scott Pressler, who's trying to register Register the Amish in Pennsylvania because he's going places that are different where Democrats won't go and he's organizing people to come with him. And I think that's how we really start to make a change. We start playing by their rules, even though it doesn't always feel the best to us as Republicans. Uh, I, I love hearing that that's what Scott's doing. I mean, he's great? just amazing. And I, yeah, and I think that's a big part of it. You know, I, I, I did um, about four months worth of door knocking this past summer leading up to our big local elections in Virginia. And it was so eye opening. We have a very, very large community of recent legal immigrants here in Fairfax County. And I think traditionally they have voted Democrat. But I, I tell you what, what I found in talking to them 
is that they are they are horrified by what's happening in the schools. They came to this country so that their kids would have an opportunity, that they would be able to have a great education. And that's not happening and people are mm -hmm. upset. But if we don't connect with them and make them feel welcome in the Republican Party, I'm afraid they'll just sit sit out the elections. Yeah, I am afraid that you are right. And that's why it's so important to get engaged. Katie Gorka, a shining example of that. The book is available for pre-order right now. Next Gen Marxism, what it is, how to combat it. Get it right now at Amazon, wherever you get your books and follow her, katiegorka.org. Katie, thanks so much. Can't wait for Happy Women, our podcast coming soon. Jennifer Horn in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. How do you feel? I feel great. And one of the reasons I believe I feel better is because I take Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Balance of Nature receives over a thousand success stories every single month from hundreds of thousands of customers who've purchased billions of capsules of their fruits and vegetables over the past 20 years. You should check it all out on their website. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. If you're looking for something to make you feel better naturally, you should definitely try Balance of Nature today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code G-O-R-K-A to get this special offer of 35% off. Call them on 800-246-8751 and use discount code Gorka or order online at balanceofnature.com. Use discount code G-O-R-K-A to get 35% off. I'm Sebastian Gorka on America First. Let's get back to the show with Jennifer Horn. Thank you, Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Welcome to America First. I'm Jennifer Horn. I host the Morning Answer in Los Angeles on AM 870 and AM 590, The Answer, alongside Grant Stinchfield. And I am here Wednesdays with Dr. G, giving an update on crazy California. So it is always my pleasure to fill in and appreciate you all for spending your time with us. Now, of course, immigration has been at the top of the list, a topic of conversation that is on everybody's mind and on our hearts, especially after the news about that University of Georgia nursing student. We're going to talk about that in a few moments, but want to welcome in first to the program. Friend of mine, Mark Morgan is here, former commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency. He is all decked out in his Border 911 hat, and we're going to talk about that in another moment as well. Mark Morgan, welcome to America First. Thanks for being with us. Jennifer, thanks for having me. I got to be honest, it's kind of nice just to talk to you without Grant Stinchfield getting in the way. You know, I, I always tell you that, it, you know, he started out as your friend, but I just whipped in and I stole you. So, uh, you yeah. know, poor Grant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, lots of serious stuff to talk about today. Michigan is turning out to vote, and uh, we know that immigration has made its way to the top issue for American voters. And if you look at a story that Axios had, Americans most likely to say immigration is the most important problem is higher than it's ever been. In January of 2024, that number was 20 percent. It is now at 28 percent. It is the most important issue as people look at 2024 uh, during the election year. And you and I have been talking for a long time. 
we know this is the most important issue because not is it not only is it a matter of heart and health and economics and really quite frankly space in our US cities but also national security the risk to us is getting bigger by the day yeah Jennifer I, I think you're absolutely right I couldn't have said it about better myself and that's what we've been saying for a long time what's happening in our borders is about border security which is synonymous with national security. And we know that the chaos and lawlessness that's going on our border, Jennifer, it's just undeniable. If you're an intellectually honest person, there's just no way you can any longer deny what's going on. And and I think people are waking up and understanding that what's happening, it, it doesn't just stay at the border, it impacts every state in this country. And it's why we say what's happening jeopardizes every aspect of our nation's safety and national security. You know, and it is so hard to uh, to think about what the folks in the Border Patrol, what they're going through right now dealing with this. They're not being really allowed fully to do their jobs. They're being overrun, overworked. You've got two presidential visits that are coming up on Thursday. You've got President Trump, who's going to Eagle Pass, Texas, where, from what I understand, there is some semblance of a fence or a wall, a system that President Trump endorsed, which, by the way, laughably, now most Americans, a majority of Americans, support a border wall after making of Trump for all of these years. And then you've got Biden, who's going to be going to Brownsville, Texas. We don't know exactly what he's going to be seeing. But what do you imagine the two side-by-side images are going to show on Thursday of these two visiting this area? I I think we know exactly what's going to happen because we've seen this play out before. As you said, President Trump is going to go there. He's going to, you know, hopefully be there where he sees uh, one element of multi-layer strategy, infrastructure, the wall that's going to be there, uh, as long with personnel and technology. And he's going to be honest with the American people. He's going to talk about the chaos and lawlessness. He's going to talk about that this was not by uh, accident. This wasn't designed out of incompetence, but rather this is intentional. Hopefully he's going to talk about the nine, some of the 94 executive orders that President Biden enacted starting on day one in office that destroyed and dismantled the network of tools, authorities and policies that we had in place under President Trump that led to the most secure border. I mean, we know what they are. We've been talking about that. And hopefully he's going to talk about exactly what he's going to do uh, to, to reverse course once if he becomes president. And that's one of it is, is that he's going to stop catch and release. And then he, hopefully he's going to talk about what we're going to do in the interior. And that's going to start with deporting people that are here in this country illegally. Now, real quick, on the Biden administration side, President Biden, we're going to see the same thing that we saw last time, a sanitized version. He's going to blame Trump, who hasn't been in office three years, and Republicans. Yeah. What makes me insane, Mark, is that we know that Joe Biden is going to come out and he's going to say that it's Republicans fault in Congress with their you know big whopping three seat majority, whatever they have now, that it's Republicans fault in Congress for not passing meaningful immigration legislation. Now, here's what's laughable. You just mentioned he signed 94 executive orders in his first 100 days in office to just unravel every bit of good that you and President Trump, that everybody had done at the border in the previous four years. He unraveled them with a pen. And now he's going to lie to the American people and say that Congress has to act. Isn't it true, Mark, in your mind that what he wants Congress to act on is not anything about border security? It's about amnesty. He wants to make everybody a citizen. That's what he's asking for. And I don't think there's a real plan to actually secure the border. No, I think that's exactly right. And let's let's put a couple of facts behind what we're claiming on those executive orders. Like you said, within the first 100 days, he ended the safe third country agreements we had with all three northern triangle countries. Gone. The Remain in Mexico program. Gone. He stopped building the wall. Gone. Uh, he reinstated catch and release. 
All yeah. of those things he removed with the stroke of his pen. He could reinstate them with the same stroke of the pen. He doesn't need Congress to do that. If he did, he'd solve about 85 percent of the, the, the problem right now. And one last thing that was very important to mention is that What's so frustrating that he's talking about that the Republicans uh, failed to, to pass any legislation is just a lie. Eight months ago, the House of Representatives passed H.R. 2, the strongest piece of border security legislation that's ever been passed and mm -hmm. in our lifetime. It went over to Chuck Schumer. And he sat on it, Jennifer. He didn't put it on the floor for public debate. He didn't allow amendments to go forward and sit. He cut that. And then we ended up with this, 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 quote, bipartisan bill that wasn't. And it wasn't a border security bill. It was a giveaway for NGO and sanctuary cities. And Schumer lies about it. He was lying again today. He yeah. was out there after a meeting with Joe Biden talking about how they have a bill in the Senate and that they're willing to act. But he never mentions H.R. 2. And he has it. Never. He could do anything with it. And he does it. Mark Morgan is here, former commissioner of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Agency. We're going to talk more in a second about an event he's got coming up. But, Mark, I want you to hear something. And this is an unlikely source. I'm never one to quote Dr. Phil, but I find myself <laughs> being intrigued by what Dr. Fahil has to say he was on with The View yesterday and he was talking about immigration because he actually did something Biden really doesn't like to do, and that's go to the border. Cut 14. I talked to the head of all the border guards down there, the, the head of the union. I asked him straight up, kids are coming over the border with numbers written on them, phone numbers and addresses. Mm -hmm. Do we check those out? He said, well, we call them. Is it possible that we're sending them into known prostitution rings or sweatshops. He said, it's not possible, it is absolute. We are using American tax dollars to ship children into known prostitution All and sweatshops. some children? Well, who knows? Okay. We don't know. I mean, how crazy. Some children are all children. I'm sorry, any child, this is a problem. It is outrageous. Jennifer, you, you hit the same thing I did. That was the response of right. some. Well, I'd like to know how many are okay. How many 12-year-olds are okay to be trafficked and thrust into the life of sex trafficking? I'd really like to hear her answer of that. That's incredulous. Yep. And what they didn't expand on, though, Jennifer, is, is, is that the number of young women and children, up to 30% of them, are raped or sexually assaulted in their journey up here. Doctors Without Borders have said that for a while. We know that in the past 36 months, CBP alone has found over 2,000 dead migrants along the border. I mean, how many is enough? So it's a big yeah. lie when they talk about that they're, they're, they're trying to opine about how they care about the migrants. Well, it's the, their very policies that actually are putting those migrants in, in jeopardy. And we're not even talking about the Americans who are dying because of the fentanyl that's Correct. coming across the border. And that's what I love talking. I mean, I really do love talking about this with you, Mark, because I can see your heart. This isn't just a political issue. This isn't just something to volley around. There is real human suffering, particularly for women and children, that's happening at this border that's not only, I mean, endorsed, but incentivized by these open border policies from the Biden administration. And then... The national security threat, Mark, I live in California, uh, in San Diego. We're now the hot spot, but it's Chinese nationals that are coming over here. They are military age. They are single men. They are not coming with families. And I saw Fox News out there. They said, what are you doing here? And they said, well, we came for the money. And now, listen, that might be the answer. The answer is I come for a better life or I come for a job. But when I come for the money, it makes me think that somebody, because we know China doesn't just let people go willy-nilly, might be paying them to come here, and for what is what I would like to know. Well, that's exactly right, Jennifer. 
That's an honest, fair question that I, I think the entire country is asking and needs to know. But where is our administration? They're silent on this. So it leaves a lot of us just to, to, to sit here and speculate and try to figure out why this is happening when our own right. federal government refuses to talk about it. They're not transparent about it. And I'll say one thing real quick. The, 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 the Chinese uh, 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 Communist Party, they're not stupid. So, so maybe, just maybe, they're allowing these people to come in, and then later they're going to exploit them for their own desire. How about yeah. that as a possibility? I will never forget a conversation I had with someone who escaped from China. And she said, the people that come here and uh, they actually have some resources to do it, you got to wonder where their ties are. It's not easy to get out. All right. Mark Morgan is with us. He's going to be sticking around. We're going to talk about a gala coming up. And we will also talk about that tragedy at University of Georgia. Thank you, Mark. Hang on the line. I'm Jennifer Horn in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Well, my friend, Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stomp out the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. Made from the world's best cotton called Giza, these sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98 in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio square and use promo code G-O-R-K-A at checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and the MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-829-8468 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code Gorka. That's 800-829-8468 or MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A. Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy. That is the woman I call open border porter, Katie Porter. She is a congresswoman. She is running for Senate here in my state of California. I'm Jennifer Horn. Welcome back to America First. I'm in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka today. Happy to be with all of you. And joining me and coming back to the program, former commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection, former FBI. This guy is like fully ingrained. He walks the walk. Mark Morgan is here. Mark, what's your response to Katie Porter, who has the nerve to say, in referencing what was literally a horrific murder of Lake and Riley, this woman who was just out for a run by an illegal immigrant, that we can't let one incident shape policy. But yeah. it isn't just one incident, Mark. This is a whole slew of problems. Yeah, I, I tell you what, this is why I get so angry, uh, Jennifer. This is why I get so passionate when you hear politicians say ignorant, stupid things like that. First of all, let me be very, be very clear. Even if it was one, even if one girl like Lincoln Riley died because of the current policies, it should drive those policies to change. But as you said, that's not the reality. She, unfortunately, the tragedy is she's not the first, she's not the last. Kayla Hamilton, 
uh, Elizabeth uh, Medina. I mean, I could give you name after name Kate after Steinle. name. Two other yeah. young, it's two, two other young, beautiful women that died at the hands of an illegal alien. I'll tell you. So in 2023, ICE arrested 73,000 illegal aliens that had committed crimes here for murder, pedophilia, uh, 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 gang members, aggravated felonies. The list goes on and on. This is not a one-off thing. This has happened on a regular basis. And also, in the past 36 months, CBP has arrested over 70,000 criminals trying to get into our border, including murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and gang members. Now, think about the 1.9 million. We could have hundreds of thousands of criminals in this country that are taking taking American lives on a daily basis. And so it's not just one. You know, and when you hear, I mean, all we can do is hope that President Trump gets reelected. And I know that if he does, there's a very strong possibility that you will be back and working with him and his administration again. And I pray for that day because we need it. But he has, he himself has said, well, we will start to take people and we will start to deport and we'll send people back. What I think is so infuriating is that it is really difficult, let's be real, to just round people up, as they like to say, and send them back. That's difficult when people have already kind of come into the country and they are already in circles. But when they are criminals and they are getting in trouble for shoplifting or for drunk driving or for assaulting a child, these are things when they get in trouble for the first time, they should be sent back. They should be deported. We should be working with every sheriff's department and every law enforcement agency to say, if you get caught being a criminal, other than just your main crime of breaking into the country, you get out of here. But now we're finding out that this Jose Ibarra, who is now in jail for killing this girl, literally bludgeoning her to death, disfiguring her skeleton, her head, he had committed many crimes and he was let out of jail, Mark, over and over again. That's, that's right, Jennifer. Look, this I think one of the reasons, besides this, this young, beautiful girl's life was in the hands of an illegal alien, is that there were multiple failures by this government, both at the mm-hmm. federal and state level. First of all, he illegally entered the country, as you said, in El Paso, and at the hand of Secretary Mayorkas' direction, he was unlawfully paroled and released in the United States. Then he goes to New York, where he commits another crime, endangerment of a child. And NYPD, what do they do? Immediately released them before ICE could put a detainer because they're forbidden because they're a sanctuary city to coordinate with a sister brother law enforcement agency. But let's be clear, even if ICE would have found out about it and put a detainer, NYPD still wouldn't have honored it because they're not allowed to. And he would have been released to go to Georgia to hook up with his brother that's here illegally. And now he's allegedly allegedly has has killed this young woman, uh, Lake and Riley. I mean, this is a colossal failure. This administration failed this young lady. She is dead because of their unwillingness to do what they should to secure our borders. Look, I'm not saying that that we're going to be able to prevent everything, but we should be trying to do that. This administration is actually incentivizing it. And how frustrating is it to hear Katie Porter, who is a congresswoman who wants to be a senator, say that it shouldn't just be one, that we can't shape policy for one. And then you've got the Associated Press saying that uh, Lake and Riley's murder is about dangers to female runners. I mean, give me a break. This is about letting an illegal immigrant into the country who was violent and he was never sent back. Jennifer, you're exactly right. I mean, there's some there's some outlets that, that I read that they referred to this illegal alien as a as a, a Georgia resident. They did. I mean, they're literally intentionally trying to downplay every aspect of that. That is unconscionable. They're not being honest with the American people about the reality, about the chaos and lawlessness at our border and actually what's happening and how it impacts our entire nation. Yeah.
All right, let's talk about this cool hat that you have, which I want one of these hats. It's great. It's Border 911, the yeah. American flag. You've got a great organization, and you guys have a gala coming up. Oh, I guess we have to mention MC'd by our friend Dr. Sebastian Gorka. So tell us about the gala and the group for people who are not familiar. Yeah, so it's a, it's a new grassroots effort, Border 911, that another great patriot, Tom Holman, started. And Love he brought him. in a, a lot of folks that have been doing this for a long time. Former chief of the Border Patrol, Rodney Scott. Derek Maltz of DEA, uh, Jason Jones of Texas DPS, uh, Sarah Carter, uh, and, and myself. And as I said, our goal here is to go out across this country and bring education and awareness to the American people about what's happened on the border, why it matters, and why we have to stop the chaos and lawlessness going on. And April 4th, we're ha- having a fundraising event at Mar-a-Lago. So I encourage people to go to border911.com, sign up, buy a ticket, and hopefully we'll see you there. Absolutely. And what a great cause to uh, to help out this great group of patriots who are actually who've done it, who aren't just talking about it, where this issue is also about heart and health and economics and national security. This border issue, Border911.com is the website to go, Border911 and the gala. This is going to be pretty good. So you've got Tom Holman there. You've got Cash Patel, our very own Dr. G. Sarah Carter, who's great. She does great work. It all a part of this, even our buddy, our colleague at Salem Radio, Joe Piscopo, is going to be there. I love this. Yeah, Joe's awesome. Uh, he has uh, Tom <laughs> Holm and I know on a regular basis. I, I, he, he's a great patriot as well. And you know what? He was actually on Saturday Night Live when he used to be funny. Exactly. Back in the good old days when we used to laugh a a bit at Saturday Night Live. I love it. And uh, I love what you and Tom Homan are doing. Tom, of course, was a former ICE director to uh, President Trump as well. And Mark Morgan, we always appreciate you being with us and appreciate you putting up the fight. Uh, I think the only thing that solves this, at least in our in our final moments here, is a new president sitting in the White House. These policies aren't just that of Mayorkas. They are not just that of Democrats in Congress. This is an entire ideology from an administration that's been allowed to just create chaos for us. That's right. I think we need a president of the White House that's actually going to put the interests of America first rather than the interest of those that are illegally entering our country in violation of the rule of law and our sovereignty as a nation. It's not any more complicated than that. Check them out right now at border911.com. That's border911.com. Mark Morgan, we really appreciate you being with us today. Former Commissioner of Customs and Border Protection, thank you so much, Mark, for spending some time with us today. All right. As we continue, we'll take your phone calls. 833-33-GORKA. 833-33-GORKA. Jennifer Horn in for Dr. G. This is America First. I'm Sebastian Gorka on America First. Let's get back to the show with Jennifer Horn. 
Thank you, Dr. G. Welcome to America First. I'm Jennifer Horn in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka today and always love filling in. I host the Morning Answer in Los Angeles on AM 870, AM 590, The Answer, alongside Grant Stinchfield. And of course, you can hear me here Wednesdays uh, in the second hour of the program talking about how crazy California is. Now, we do have one saving grace. Well, I'd like to count myself as one. But maybe the other saving grace in California, bigger and better than yours truly, is my friend, Larry Elder. We call him the sage from South Central and really excited to welcome him to the program. He's got the book out, As Goes California. But guys, I just found out he's got a brand new podcast that's available. So make sure you look for Larry Elder. We've got a country to save wherever you get your podcast and As Goes California, wherever you get your books. Larry, hi. Jennifer Horn, nice to have you hosting the Sebastian Gorga show. By the way, That's you can very get a free good. Thank you. A free copy of my book. Uh, as you know, I co-founded a, a uh, digital online patriotic bank called Old Glory Bank, along with uh, Dr. Ben Carson and John Rich and the former governor of Oklahoma. Her name is Mary Fallon. And if you open an account uh, by going to oldglorybank.com, it'll take you about eight minutes. And then when you get your debit card in the mail activated, you'll get a free copy of my book, As Goes California, My Mission to Rescue the Golden State Safe Nation. So I had to get that in. Well, no, I love that. And I told you, this is so funny because, Larry, you have come to my house before for holidays. We hang out. And my aunt, and I've got, to, I've got to join Old Glory Bank. My aunt is a member of Old Glory Bank. So uh, um, it's on my list. I'm going to do it today, especially if I get a, another copy of the book. So that's well, good stuff. Well, you know, seriously, and, and now, as you know, a lot of truckers are upset about this ridiculous judgment that Donald Trump is supposed to pay in New York, and they're refusing to deliver cargo to New York. Uh, and uh, the speculation is that our government may shut down their bank accounts the way the Canadian government did when the truckers were upset about the COVID uh, mandate. So uh, if you are a account holder, whether business or consumer, uh, with Old Glory Bank, you will not be canceled. Our mission is the Constitution. We believe in privacy, liberty, and security. And again, oldglorybank.com, open an account, a free copy of my book. Uh, when you get your debit card in the mail, activate it, and, and you'll get a free copy. I think it's about a $25 value for free. I love it. For free. And there's not much for free these days, that's for sure. Um, and now, we do have to talk about some news that's breaking here in California, and it is going to be spreading across the country in, uh, I'm sure, a matter of moments, because Gavin Newsom has his sights set on the White House. And our governor may be facing a recall again. It's deja vu all over again, Larry. The folks behind the recall the last time are starting an effort to gather signatures, and they need quite a few of them, actually. They've got to get nearly 1.4 million signatures to get it on the ballot. But what do you think this means for Gavin Newsom and his political future? Well, I think Gavin Newsom, frankly, is happy about this because last time he was able to uh, defeat the uh, recall pretty handily, assuming you believe that the count was accurate, uh, and he was able to fundraise on it. And then when it was all over, he felt that he had a mandate, uh, and he passed and signed a whole bunch of uh, job-killing bills that he otherwise would not have signed uh, until he survived the recall. So I think he's going to market himself as a victim. Uh, My hope, however, is that even if the signatures are not gathered in time, that we focus on the crime, the homelessness, the poverty in California, the extremely high cost of living here in California. The average price of a home costs twice as much as the national average that we're losing. We've lost about a million people in the last three years. 
Uh, and, the law, and the number one reason that people leave, these are middle class people primarily, is they cannot afford the price of a home. So if you are even thinking about swapping out Joe Biden for Gavin Newsom, this is what you're going to get. So if we can just focus attention on that, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, well done. But do I believe it's going to work? I'm getting all sorts of phone calls uh, asking me if I'm going to saddle up and try it again. And Jennifer, That's my here's next what I question. said. Are you running for governor? I, I knew it was coming. I, I coming. Jennifer, I know you. <laughs> and, and when I dodged it, you'll ask it again. And then when I dodged it, you'll ask it again. So yeah. I'll tell you, uh, years ago, I think you're probably too young to remember this, but um, Larry Holmes was heavyweight champion of the world. And he fought a guy named Rando Tex Cobb. They lasted mm -hmm. 15 rounds. In those days, the, the championship fights were 15 rounds. And Larry hit him with everything but the kitchen sink. And Randall Tech Cobb would not fall. Fight is over. Uh, Cobb is bloody, battered, exhausted. Reporter jumps in and says, do you want a rematch? And Tex <laughs> Cobb said no. Larry's hands, Larry's hands couldn't take the punishment. <laughs> so that's, okay. that's how I feel, Jennifer. I, I, I don't see myself saddling up again. Uh, you know, yeah. we, we did well. We got three and a half million signatures. I got 49% of their placement vote. The next highest person got 9%. Uh, we raised $27 million in eight weeks, more than all the other replacement candidates, and there were 45 other ones combined, and the dude still won by 23 points. So that's the uh, the math here in California. There hasn't been a Republican who's won statewide uh, in 20 years. We're outnumbered three to one, and all you have to do is say, stop the Republican takeover. You don't have to say Gavin Newsom's doing a good job on the way he shut down the state over COVID, on crime, on homelessness, uh, on the cost of living. Just point to a Republican go. Evil, evil, yeah. evil. And it works in California. They called you the black face of white supremacy. My goodness, that's how much of a threat you were to the Democratic Empire in, in California. Jennifer, I do don't think laugh. It... If you're hearing noise, it's my, it's my gardener outside my door. He'll be gone in a but uh, Jennifer, I worked very hard for that title, the black face of white supremacy. So I know you did. And I hope that, that lawn equipment is all electric, right? No gas-powered lawn equipment. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. They're trying to give that title to Tim Scott uh, or, or to uh, Clarence Thomas, but I'm not going to relinquish it. I worked hard to get that title. <laughs> you did. You were the winner. What's interesting, though, about Gavin Newsom and really what I don't want you to sell yourself short at all when you were going against Gavin Newsom in eight weeks. You did incredibly well. You ran a really successful campaign. And Gavin Newsom had to send us, if you remember, these little shiny debit cards. I still carry mine around just to remember it, where he was paying off voters because he had a surplus built up in the state. Remember that? And he sent everybody six hundred, twelve hundred dollars right right in the run-up before that election because of course he's trying to pay people off just like biden and his paid off student loan debt larry now we're in a situation where he doesn't have that surplus anymore in two years we now have over 70 billion dollars in deficit in california so i think what you're saying is important because a lot of people want to leapfrog over joe biden and think that there's going to be some other nominee we as a party need to be running against the Democrat policies that they test in California like a Petri dish that spread across right. the country. And we need to be really focused, not just on how bad Joe Biden is, but really more importantly, how bad those policies are that Gavin Newsom represents every day. 
Absolutely. If you don't like the way the country's going, and the majority of Americans do not, uh, you think Gavin Newsom has a solution? Do you think prices are too high because of the spending that Joe Biden did? Gavin Newsom would spend even more. You think gas prices are high because of the war on gas uh, and this uh, obsession with climate change? Uh, Gavin Newsom is more of a, clim a climate change extremist than Joe Biden. As you know, he's outlawed the sale of new gas-powered cars by the year 2035. So he's more of an extremist. If you don't like the way Joe Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, guess which politician praised the pullout. Gavin Newsom did. That's so right. every single policy that Joe Biden has done, including uh, porous borders, because California is, as you know, a sanctuary state, uh, Gavin Newsom uh, would uh, pour gasoline on it and make it even worse. So this is your guy. Uh, things are going to be even worse. So that's why I wrote my book, As Goes California, to warn the country. And so that when people leave California because they can't afford the price of a home, connect the dots, know why you left so you don't pull that lever and vote for the same blue policies that caused you to leave California in the first place. Yeah, and uh, I, I think it's really important to underscore because we have had in our conversations together, Larry, we've talked about the unlikely event that Democrats would be able to somehow skip over Kamala Harris if they are going to bring someone in at the convention. But there are conspiracy theories galore. You hear Michelle Obama, heard one earlier, Nikki Haley's going to somehow be the Democrat nominee. All these ridiculous things. Now, as someone who knows not only the state of California, but now national politics after running for president, Tell people what you tell me about how unlikely it is that Democrats could get past Kamala Harris, even if Joe Biden isn't the nominee. Yeah, a lot of people are pushing this uh, uh, Michelle Obama uh, kind of swap out uh, Joe Biden theory. I think Joe Rogan yeah. has said it. Uh, Dick Morris has said it. And I'll tell you why it's not going to happen. It, her name is Kamala Harris. She wants to be president. As you know, she ran in 2020. She dropped out before the first contest, but she wanted to be president. And the reason that she's on the ticket is because she's a black female. She's still a black female. And after the uh, win that, Biden, that uh, Bernie Sanders had in 2020, he won the Nevada caucuses. And for a few days, he was literally the front runner in the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. A self-described Democrat socialist. They were scared to death. That's when James Clyburn, on the eve of the South Carolina primary, endorsed Joe Biden, whose campaign was going nowhere. He extracted a promise from Joe Biden. If you become the president, your first Supreme Court nominee would be a black female. His running mate was a black female. And it was clear that Dianne Feinstein couldn't finish out her term. Gavin Newsom publicly said he's going to appoint a black female and did so. So now you have a black female on deck, to use a baseball analogy, and you're going to drop kick her, to use a football analogy, for a white dude like Gavin Newsom? Not going to happen. The most loyal part of the Democratic base are blacks, and black females are even more loyal than black men, 20% yeah. of whom voted for Donald yeah. Trump in 2020. And I read a lot of the black media, uh, Jennifer, and they are livid at the way we ridicule uh, Kamala Harris, a so-called cackle, they think it's racist and sexist. Larry, and they believe that Joe Biden Larry, has given her thankless task, uh, like getting to the bottom of illegal immigration, when the problem is we're up, Joe Biden. We're up against a break. That's Larry Elder, LarryElder.com. And there's more up ahead. Jennifer Horn in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. I'm Sebastian Gorka on America First. Let's get back to the show with Jennifer Horn. Thank you, Dr. G. That's the voice of Dr. Sebastian Gorka. I'm Jennifer Horn. In for him today on the program. He'll be back tomorrow. But first, let me remind you that Dr. Gorka is underway with his campaign to support Alliance Defending Freedom once again. Now, here's a disturbing fact. 
Activist government officials right now are threatening our most cherished freedoms, but for over 30 years, Alliance Defending Freedom has been fighting for you and for me all the way up to the Supreme Court if necessary. There's a Stand with ADF banner right now at SebGorka.com where you can help me support this important organization with a donation. Your gift, whatever you can contribute today, will make a critical difference as we hear from ADF Vice President Matt Sharp. Every dollar that you give enables us to take on another case. It could be a a kid wanting to share their faith at school or a nurse that doesn't want to be forced to participate in abortion. Those victories trickle across the country. And so when they donate, even how small, and they may say, how is this going to impact me? Well, ultimately, you're not only securing freedom for the person that we're representing, you're securing it for yourself, for your children and grandchildren that come after you, and ultimately moving our country towards one that protects every American's freedom to speak and live consistent with their beliefs and values. Your gift of $100 or more will help Alliance Defending Freedom fight critical court battles for men and women just like you all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, where ADF has won 15 victories since 2011. Just click on the banner right now at SebGorka.com, or you can phone your most generous gift to 855-374-4767. That's 855-374-4767. So happy to be joined on the program today by my friend. And our former colleague here at Salem Radio, Larry Elder, is here, former candidate for president as well. Wants you to do a couple of things. Get his book right now wherever you get your books, As Goes California, My Mission to Rescue the Golden State to Save the Nation. Download the Larry Elder Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. Brand new, just started this week. And watch this, Larry. Go to oldglorybank.com, sign up for an account, and when you get your debit card and you activate it, you get a free copy of the book, As Goes California. How did I do? That was superb. Uh, the best way <laughs> to watch my podcast, I would just add, uh, to go to my Twitter feed, at Larry Elder, because it's pinned at the very top. And as Jennifer Love said, it. wherever you get your podcast, you'll be able to get it. Real quickly, Jennifer, one of the things I've got down the road is I'm going to start a, a PAC, a political action committee, mm-hmm. designed to raise money to get these soft on crime George Soros back DAs that are all over the country that are releasing bad guys on the streets, hurting innocent people. Uh, and uh, I'll make an announcement on your show when I when I get it set up. Great. I would love it because the DAs, as you know, are some of the most important races that we can vote on on this ballot. I know L.A. County is looking to replace George Gascon. And I tell everyone in Los Angeles, OK, it's very important to turn out. Very important if you're a Republican to cast your vote for President Trump. But what's even more important right now is the, are those DA races. It is absolutely crucial because we can't afford to let our cities go in this direction of lawlessness. And, and, and Jennifer, it's not just crime, although... That is that. You've got people like Alvin Bragg, who campaigned to get Donald Trump. Letitia James, the AG of New York, campaigned to get Donald Trump. Fonnie Lewis, Fonnie Willis, rather, uh, in Georgia, campaigned to get Donald Trump. So these people have got to be removed from office. And I hope my PAC will be able to give us some muscle to do that. By the way, just a little update, because we do like to continue to to tell you the breaking news. The uh, divorce attorney of Nathan Wade, the lover of Fonnie Willis, was in court today. Now, he didn't divulge much information about their relationship. Suddenly, he had a a case of amnesia, I think, once he hit the witness stand. But uh, that is still being determined by the judge right now as to whether or not she's going to be able to stay on that case. Uh, It seems like a conflict to me, Larry, when you have reports that 
She met with the White House counsel a few times, that there was someone right. in her office, one of her de- her deputies, uh, DeSantis is named no relation to Ron in Florida, spelled differently. But that person was put there by the Biden administration to help target Trump. Then you've got her giving more money than everyone else to her boyfriend. They're going on vacations together. Uh, this one stinks like a really bad fish. Uh, it really does. And I was watching it uh, this morning. And one of the things that uh, I was struck by, Jennifer, is that it was run simultaneously on CNN and on MSNBC, <laughs> whereas the first hearing, only only Fox ran it. And I think some of the other ones dipped in and out, but they were all three of them were running it. I have a suspicion they, had, they were forced to do so because the ratings were so high. As regarding this guy, this, uh, this attorney, uh, he initially denied that he knew that the relationship had begun uh, before she hired him. And then he was con- confronted with a text uh, that he had sent that said the opposite. Oops. And regarding Fonnie Lewis, there was a motion filed by one of the co-defendants, Trump being one of them, to disqualify her because uh, this guy uh, is one of the co-defendants is a uh, state lawmaker in Georgia. And Fonnie Lewis held a fundraiser for his Democratic opponent in her house. So he filed a motion to have her disqualified. And the judge, in fact, did, did disqualify her after that particular co-defendant. It's also kind of interesting to say to hear that they really denied this relationship when they exchanged 10,000 text messages. I'm not making that number up. 2,000 phone calls. And they used GPS technology like they did in 2000 Mules to track the fact that he was actually at her house overnight. Now, I'm sure there was nothing going on. I'm sure it was just late night court briefs, right? Well, well, Jennifer, you and I have exchanged te- text messages. <laughs> so, 10,000 yeah, of them. <laughs> well, yeah, don't get those rumors going. <laughs> All right, so Gavin, no, so we were... it, it, it really, it really, it really, it really, it really does stink, and I, I think this case yeah. is, going, is going nowhere. And furthermore, let's remember why we're even talking about this, because Donald Trump on the phone said to the Secretary uh, of State of Georgia uh, on the during the election, "Find me eleven thousand votes." He didn't say steal them. He said make sure uh, that we have not undercounted or failed to count at least eleven thousand, because that's all I need in order to win Georgia. He didn't say cheat. He didn't say engage in election interference. The term find me uh, 11,000 simply meant meant go out and look and and make sure you're thorough. That's all. And that's why we're here. And all of a sudden, that's election interference. The whole thing is BS. Now, we started our program today talking about the Michigan primary, which is happening. And there's an effort amongst Democrats to uh, not vote for Joe Biden, to basically cast like an unaffiliated, undecided vote against him. But my question for you is in the Republican primary, because one of the people you were running against is Nikki Haley, and she is still in the race. And I am all for people getting in the race at this time in 2016. There were still three or four people in the race running alongside Donald Trump. But this is so clear that Donald Trump is going to be the presumptive nominee. She's not ahead in any polls in any state moving forward. She's we hear she's going to be running out of money, but yet she doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Do you anticipate she's going to jump or is she waiting for something else? I don't understand why she's still in the race. Uh, her top fundraiser, the Koch Foundation, said they're no longer going to spend money on her anymore. One of the House Republicans uh, in uh, in her state that supported her uh, says he's no longer going to support her because the people have spoken. Uh, she's lost every race, as you pointed out. She's starting to run out of money. All she is doing is giving Joe Biden a lot of videotape that he'll be able to use against uh, Donald Trump uh, if Donald Trump becomes the nominee, as seems pretty obvious. And she's, in my opinion, damaging her future four years from now, eight years from now. She's still young. She still wants to run. If Donald Trump is a nominee and if he loses, one of us 
one pe one speculation will be one of the reasons that uh, he lost was because of all the ammo that Nikki Haley gave uh, Joe Biden that he used against Donald Trump. So I don't understand why she's still doing this at all. I don't either, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see for how long this lasts. Larry Elder, always love chatting with you. Follow him right now, Twitter slash X, to get access to that podcast. Larry Elder is where you find him, LarryElder.com. And the book, of course, As Goes California. Larry, thanks so much. Can't wait to chat soon and enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Jennifer Horn, in for Dr. Sebastian Gorka. We're going to unpack just why Ronna McDaniel's out at the RNC. There's some big reasons behind it as America First continues.